everybody. I am Brandon Sewell, owner of Seal Pro Painting and the host of the Off the Ladder podcast. We exist to help home service business owners learn so that they can lead well and ultimately live life off of the ladder. I'm excited about today's guest. Uh, we have Janine Chambers here. Um, she is the owner of Growth Virtual Services and Home Service Pro VA. Um, she uh, specializes in jobber setups, jobber consulting and training, business and business development. She's been in business for three years. Uh, her business service area is Canada, US, and UK. Uh, she is an owner operator uh, with no employees. Uh, and for her herself, if you're interested in maybe learning about being a virtual assistant, um, sh her annual revenue that she does is $100,000 a year if needed. Um, and then let's go into her bio really quick. We'll read a little bit about her. Um, she is a uh, or she helps owner operators and small business owners in the trades move out of survival mode. And that is all too common. Um, she helps them use Jobber and its integrations to take their businesses uh, from running in their head to creating simple and repeatable processes and systems that improve their customer experience and open the door to automation and outsourcing. Um, most small business owners burn up their time through admin one to two hours per day or more. Um, so she helps them to become purposeful with their admin work and fully utilizing the tools and the workflows that Jobber has to offer. Um, so Janine, it's a pleasure to uh, meet with you today and jump into this uh, topic of virtual assistants, um, the admin side of the home service businesses, and just the necessity of uh, systems and processes. And, you know, I was introduced to you through Jobber. Um, I've seen you out there. Um, I was a speaker at Jobber Summit. I know that you have been as well. Um, I've seen you very active in the Jobber Entrepreneur Group, um, Entrepreneurship Group on Facebook. Um, you've even helped me uh, with implementing uh, my uh, subscription uh, service into my business uh, with Jobber. So, um, so yeah, is there any um, anything else that you'd like to say about yourself and the services that you offer? Um, <clears throat> thanks for having me first and foremost, but um, I do, my background kind of started in the trades with, I worked in landscaping, I worked in a welding shop. So um, yeah, I just really love setting up services and kind of fine-tuning processes in the business, systems in the business. been very blessed to work in small business where I have that freedom and opportunity to um, kind of implement things that maybe weren't in place before. And I've just kind of moved forward trying to help other people do the same. So yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. I, I think you pretty much nailed it, what I do and who I who I work with and why yeah. I work with that. But, yeah. And I, I think what you do is is so needed because like, you know, this this podcast, it's about helping guys out there, gals out there who are running home service businesses. They're doing the work, they're in the field day to day, and they're dreaming of like, how in the world do I get to the point where I can get out of the field and go 
just work on my business, hire employees, have the systems and process in place. And I think that can be overwhelming for some of them. Well, really just have a life. Like I see people all the time, just overwhelmed, stressed out, overworked, you know, they're out in the field all day working and then they come home and they have to do quotes and they have to do estimates and they're wondering how they can send their estimates out at midnight without making their customers phone go off. So it's really important to make sure that these things can either be automated or scheduled, or it takes five minutes in the morning to go through your requests. Like if you're using Jabber and you have a request form, you can go through those things quickly and just send out quotes or have somebody else send out quotes for you. It kind of opens the door to more help for you. So that's, yeah, that's really my end goal, either making it manageable for the people I work with, if they would like to keep doing that stuff themselves, or if they would like to look into outsourcing, then if they have those processes in place, that really helps them focus on other things and maybe enjoy life a little bit more than, you know, just working so hard in their business around the clock. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is, is that there's going to be some um, people out there who are working in their business. And when they make this transition off the ladder, they're going to find that some of these things that they need to do and implement are not their strengths. I think Mm -hmm. one of the keys of being a successful business owner is knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, and then being able to delegate the things that you're not great at to somebody else who is, because that's ultimately going to be how you are able to scale and grow your business. So, you know, for those um, people out there who are still in the field wanting to get out, um, they, there should be a good amount of them that consider a service like yours, um, because you're going to be able to help them to implement the, the things that maybe they're not passionate about, which like you said, is going to free them up to focus on what they are good at. Well, and a lot of, I find when I started working with people in the trades virtually is that they just can't imagine anyone liking what I do. Like they think <laughs> everyone hates doing the paperwork and, you know, right. everyone falls asleep at the desk when they sit down and I love it. That's my, that's my thing. That's what I'm good at. I love building systems and doing the paperwork and sending the invoices and talking to the customers. Like that's my thing. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of home business or home service businesses, that's not their thing. That's the part yeah. that they have to do. It's not the part they want to do. So um, that's why I ended up going into virtual assistance. I now really focus on helping people get their business kind of organized because when I got into it, I realized most VAs really couldn't help most home service businesses where they're at currently. So mm-hmm. Either they didn't have processes in Jobber or, you know, they're still really operating their business out of their head. And, you know, every day is a new day and they're just kind of surviving through that. So because I have experience with trades, I figured why not help those people get to a point where they can then outsource, you know, where it's a nice, neat little package they can hand off to a virtual assistant or a remote employee and just run with it from there. Yeah. Because it's not helpful if you have to answer questions a hundred times a day. Right. So, yeah. You know, I think, I think one of the challenges that um, people out in the field wanting to get off the ladder face is they constantly think of the expenses of 
you know, like, for example, implementing Jobber into their business or hiring a virtual assistant or somebody to help them with the admin roles. And can you speak from your personal experience on how that investment can help these home service business owners grow and scale their business? I mean, how do they overcome that mindset? Because I can, I can remember, like, for me, even before I had Jobber, I was thinking like, oh my goodness, how do I pay for Jobber? And it's so like, when I think back to it, I'm like, it's so silly because now I'm like, it's so such a small investment compared to the level of like organization and efficiency it gives you to to grow and scale, right? So Mm -hmm. yeah, just talk about that, overcoming that barrier in your your mindset. So first things first, as a business owner, your time is valuable. You only have so much time. Everyone wants it. And there's a lot of stuff that you do in your business you don't get paid for, really. I mean, yes, you can get more work out there to pay your salary, but you're it's not free for you to do anything. Like you really right. could be making more money if you had more time. So yeah. um the first thing, obviously, getting help so that you can grow your business, so that you can sit down and work out your numbers and do really what you need to do. Um, And even if it's just outsourcing some of your admin work so that you can do that, I mean, most home service businesses start in somebody's living room. So you don't want to have strangers coming into your house to work for you. And you don't want to, you know, bring on a tech that, doesn't help do any of the invoicing or things like that. Now you just got more work to do. So if you can kind of outsource some of that. Um, Also, admin always seems like an expense because they don't make money, but they do. They answer your phone for you. They send your emails for you. They communicate with your customer. They make sure that your schedule is good and your invoices are going out and your bills are getting paid like things like that so they really are critical parts of the business and it shouldn't be the last thing that you invest in um as far as jobber or any other crm so with jobber there's three plans the first couple plans are actually an expense because they don't have that um possibility of upselling they don't have quote follow-ups they don't have some of the features um connect the connect plan is actually getting really great so at least go there if you can um there's a lot of people on legacy plans as well that i really recommend getting off of because they don't get a lot of the new um upgrades and things like booking confirmations and things like that that really do make life easier they save a phone call so yeah you know, one, one upsell can pay for grow for that month, depending on what you do. I mean, if you're doing a $10 service or something, maybe that is a little different, but for you with painting, if you can say, Hey, we can do the hallway too. Do you want to do that? And if they're like, Oh yeah, sure. Or, you know, you want to do your trim if we're doing a whole house. Right. Because I'm sure the trim doesn't look that great after you paint your entire house. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just things like that can pay it off quickly or add $20 to every quote that you send out. I recommend a lot too. Just, it'll pay hearts off very quickly. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, as soon as I implemented um, the grow plan into my business, we grew, I mean, remember the first year we implemented it, um, that year we grew like over 35%. um, And it was like attributed to just the efficiency that my business was then able to operate at and the quote follow-ups. Like I remember I, it would, it'd blow my mind. I'd like, I'd send a quote and then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have like these jobs that had been approved in my sleep and deposits paid. I would be like, wake up and I'd be like, yes, that's amazing. I didn't even talk to this person, you know, like jobber sent the automatic quote follow-up. They got the follow-up, they approved the deposit. And now I just have to schedule their, their job. So I, I, I love those um, automations that you get on those higher tier plans. A lot of time too, for the business owner. I mean, if you're, Going obviously for you, you probably need to see the site. So, I mean, if you're doing an exterior paint or something, you probably need to go to the house, look at the house. Um, But for people that do maybe lawn care, like there's no reason not to have set pricing for your fertilizer. Most business owners know before getting to a house how much that's going to take or you know, like things that are more repeatable or like pest control applications and things like that, you don't need to meet with the customer. Um, So Jobber has the work request form, which is not really utilized by a lot of people and it should be. I Mm -hmm. mean, I've worked for businesses virtually where that work request comes in. I process the work request. I'll send a quote with their preset pricing and send it out to the customer Um, they'll approve it and pay a deposit for say their first application Mm -hmm. and they're on for the full season and no one talked to them. (laughs) Right. Not one person. It's because all of that automation was in place where they could send it to me. I can look up their address on Zillow or realtor.com or something like that. And just go from there. I can see their property size or their square footage. So If you can automate any of that with Jobber, having all your price lists and things in there, all your products and services, it's absolutely worth the investment. Yeah. And the way that I, um, I think about this and I, I'm just the other day, um, Jobber's Masters of Home Service, uh, podcast, uh, brought out another episode with Christine Hodge. Mm -hmm. Um, and they talked about like, creating an Amazon like experience in the home service businesses. Right. And that like what you're saying right now makes me think of that. And that's what I work towards. If if Amazon can do that with a kajillion people and you could watch McDonald's get delivered to your house from, you know, Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes or whatever, then why can't you know when your trades person is coming? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, that client hub also really isn't utilized by a lot of people, but it should be because customers mm-hmm. want to know when you're coming. And if you have yeah. them on the schedule, they can they can see and they're not yeah. going to call you. Yeah. Like they don't if you took a big deposit for a job like you're holding someone's thousands of dollars, they mm-hmm. want to know you're coming and they want to know when you're coming and yeah. You know, it's, it's stressful working with somebody that is holding your cash yeah. and 
the people that check their tracking number when they know their parcel hasn't even left the building yet. Like mm-hmm. those people, they really benefit from things like Jobber. Are you a home service business owner? Do you have a strategic way to get reviews for your business on Google, Facebook, and other platforms? If you don't, then you need to implement NiceJob. Since implementing NiceJob, we have grown our reviews from 10 all the way up to over 60 reviews online in less than a year. If you're interested in using this feature in your business and growing your Google My Business reviews, then click on the link in the show notes and sign up for a free trial of NiceJob. And let me know if you sign up so I can help you to implement it and get a strategy in place with your team to get more reviews so you can start winning on Google and beating out your competition locally. Yeah, that's such a good point. It builds trust, right? So when customers get these consistent communication, because how many times, well, for me, I've sat with a lot of customers and will say, hey, you know, we require a 50% deposit and 50% at completion of your job. You know, in some cases, that's thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And, but what gives us that, that credibility and trust is like, before we've even come to do the estimate, we've already communicated with that customer, like, three or four times. Yeah. Um, They got a notification when they put in a request and we thank them for putting in a request and then we scheduled their estimate and then they get a confirmation that they booked an estimate with us. And then they get a reminder that we're coming. And then when we're on our way, we send one of those texts and say, Hey, we're 10 minutes away. You know? So it's just, it's building that trust that, okay, this, you know, you're coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, this company values. Like that's a peace of mind to them. And Mm -hmm. contractors are, they have a bad reputation for not showing up. Every time I say that I'm working with home services, everyone's like, oh, thank God. Because, (laughs) you know, they they have to hunt them down and call them and look for them. And when are you coming? Why aren't you here? And, you know, where's my invoice? And then all of a sudden the contractor shows up their door looking for money and, you know, they're yeah. like, well, I, I don't have a check for you right now, but you know, the contractor needed it two weeks ago. So Jobber is really good at just taking all the work out of that and keeping mm-hmm. your customers off your back for the main part. And yeah. it makes it easier to contact you. Everyone wants to book online now. Like I always say like baby boomers are kind of moving out of home services and you are dealing with millennials now. And right. they don't want to call you. They won't mm-hmm. call you. If they can find an online request form, I myself will not book anyone that doesn't have an online request form. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I think of what I need at eight o'clock at night. Like that's <laughs> right. when I hear my toilet running and my sink dripping and my, oh, yeah. that, that spot on the baseboard is growing because I have a leak. I'm not going to set my alarm for 9 a.m. to call a plumber. I'll forget about it the next day. And then that night again, I am, oh, look, I forgot again. So yeah, it's just, that's the one thing I really love about Jobber is the work request form. 
most CRMs, yeah. they still fully rely on phone calls. So right. yeah, that's, it's a necessity at this point. You have to have yeah. a way to book online or contact online. It doesn't have to be booking. Right. Yeah. And I, I think contractors who are listening to this um, should, you have to be self-aware, right? You have to realize like, if you're that person who is not going to communicate well, if you're mm -hmm. that person who it's like, no matter how hard you try, you're just not a good communicator. Well, like realize that's a weakness of yours and it's going to affect your customer experience and your customer mm -hmm. relationship, right? So instead of allowing that to create, especially on scale, like if you're going to grow your business and you're going to get out of the field and your business is growing, your those places where you're weak are going to only amplify problems yeah. on scale. So yeah. you have to be self-aware and say, okay, I'm not good at this. I, it doesn't matter how hard I try. I am not going to be a good communicator with my clients. I need to outsource that to a virtual assistant who is going to make sure my customers get communicated with consistently. So I think um, just, again, emphasizing, like, be self-aware of what you're not good at and mm -hmm. implement the systems and processes that you need to support your business where you're weak. Mm -hmm. Well, and everyone's got a pile on their desk that they put stuff on the bottom, you know, like, oh, I have to do that thing. I have to, you know, fill out that insurance compliance thing. Or I have to send out invoices today, or I have to follow up on payments or follow up on quotes. And a lot of people don't enjoy doing that, but right. a remote worker or a virtual assistant, they don't have that connection that you do. If somebody owes you money, they're not scared to make that phone call and say like, hey, what's up? can I help process your payment? Do you have any questions? Did you get the invoice? Um, you know, they can do follow-ups with customers to ask for more work because I think most people that own a business think they're being annoying when they do that and they're not, and they want to hear from you. They want to talk to you. I mean, don't right. send them eight emails in a week, but just having somebody say, Hey, we haven't heard from you this year. And that's something that you probably don't have time to do as a business owner, but you can mm -hmm. say, Hey, can you call these people? Or can you send out an email to these people? Right. Or, you know, managing a maintenance plan. So in HVAC, a lot of people have trouble managing their maintenance plans. You can have a remote worker or outsource somebody that that's their job. That's what they do. They, contact clients that are up for their renewals they contact clients to book those appointments and kind of fill the schedule where needed whereas if that was falling on you it probably is just going to fester mm -hmm. or you know annual clients for lawn maintenance or snow removal that have like a six-month contract you should have somebody following up on that not you you already right. got that sale now somebody else can keep that customer happy. Right. Um, yeah. Two things I want to hit on um, is, so one, um, talking about like the the cost of a virtual assistant, maybe there's like um, business owners out there who are thinking like, I like they've already decided in their mind they can't afford it, right? Or that it's going to be something like just not reasonable. 
Um, so let's talk about that. And then let's also, um, after that, let's jump into um, Jobber as a whole and those that maybe look at look at Jobber and say, like, I, I've tried it or maybe I've looked at it and I don't think it's, you know, a great software. Before the show, we talked about this is like some people, um, it's a user problem, not a software problem, right? It's like, you don't know how to use it. So you think that it's terrible, but the reality is, is like, you just don't know how to use the software. So um, let's I talk like about this process problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, just, uh, so let's, um, yeah, let's hit on first the cost and then let's talk about like, you know, the, just the software and in, in general and like the fact that it really is useful. And um, so costs, what, what is somebody who's like sitting back and they're thinking, oh, wow, this sounds really helpful. What should somebody expect to pay for a virtual assistant and their services? So there is a very wide range of pricing for virtual assistants. And it depends on a lot of things. There is international outsourcing, which personally, I don't really agree with. A lot of times these people are working for very little amounts of money, which may seem okay because they live in the Philippines or like a lower cost of living country. But most times these people are working for two, $3 an hour and you're paying five and half of that goes to the people that employ those virtual assistants. Um, mm -hmm. They're working nights away from their kids and they're working for not enough. Um, right. So, I mean, it's totally fine to outsource overseas. Just maybe do it on your own terms and pay that person an appropriate wage. Um, yeah. If you have a market that would rather have that like in-person receptionist feel, I guess. So you want your customer to believe they are working with someone in your company. It is best to outsource domestically. So either like US, Canada, UK, get somebody in your area or in your country or in your continent, I guess. Yeah. Um, with Jobber, you can really bring down your admin time to an hour or two a day. Um, don't try not to expect a virtual assistant to work for you eight hours a day and answer things immediately when they come in. Um, the, a person's time is valuable as well. And when you're working with domestic, the price goes up. It could be anywhere between generally like 30 to $50 an hour in your local currency for the most part, um, which seems crazy and expensive. But if you hired somebody that could just walk in, sit down and do the thing, that pays for itself. And mm -hmm. they're not constantly asking questions of, you know, because they understand your market or they understand your industry. You can get really industry specific virtual assistants, which is right. why I created Home Service Pro VA is I talk to these virtual assistants. I make sure that they are legitimate businesses. I mean, I personally can't use Fiverr and, you know, where other people find the virtual assistants. I find it really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just wanted to create a platform that is for home services to find virtual assistants or freelancers right. of any kind, bookkeepers, mm -hmm. you know, social media people, whatever they need. Whatever they can outsource, take off their own plate.
Are you a home service business owner that is trying to get off the ladder and work on your business instead of in it? Well, you need a robust CRM that is going to help your business to be more efficient and streamlined so that you can get your time back to focus on things that are going to help your business grow. Now, Jobber is going to help you to manage your client requests, your quotes, your jobs, and your invoicing. You can do everything all in one place and manage everything from start to finish. And not to mention Jobber payments. You don't have to chase around checks, try to go and collect cash, or wait for checks to come in the mail anymore. You can just get paid right on the spot with Jobber payments. If you're interested in implementing Jobber into your business, click on the show notes below and sign up for a free trial of Jobber. That's not it. Reach out to me. I want to help make sure that you maximize everything that Jobber has to offer so that you can get your business growing right away. Thank you so much. And let's get back to the Off the Ladder podcast. Right. Um, I want to circle back to a couple of things that you mentioned and just kind of yeah. comment on those. Um, I can't agree more with the like the the outsourcing um, to like, let's say the Philippines or something. I mean, I understand why people do it, right? And mm. um, but I kind of take the same approach as you is like, I just, there's two reasons I don't like it. One, um, I have like a standard of generosity in my own mm. life, right? And so like, I want people to be blessed. So I yeah, think that they should like be- like better if you can. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like, it, you could look at it as like, well, if if I'm going to pay somebody there, why not pay them really well and better their life, right? Maybe mm. maybe it's not like exactly what you would pay somebody here, but like you said, like 2 to $3 an hour. It's just, yeah. But anyway, yeah, um, so that's one thing. <laughs> and then the other thing I wanted to say is um, I can't tell you, one of the reasons why I won't do it is because of language barriers. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's just like a slight and I know that it bothers me. Like if I talk to somebody on the phone and they have like, you know, a virtual assistant in another country and I'm talking to them and I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and, or they can't understand me and it's, it can be really frustrating. Um, and I and, think we're and, all really tired of call centers and yeah. even if that person doesn't work for a call center, you probably assume that they do. Right. Um, and, you know, you know, you're not talking to somebody that works at the business, which is why sometimes I recommend getting a domestic VA or right. a remote worker. It can be someone that works for you on your payroll. VAs do not. They are a subcontractor. They set their own hours and own whatever. But even a remote employee is a good option. Most admin people don't need to be on site to do their job. It's actually mm -hmm. better if they're not. If you have, because, you know, maybe they're, you're not giving them enough work and you are paying them for eight hours a day. Why? You know, if, if they only have one to two hours a day that they're doing because Jobber has streamlined everything, why right. pay somebody eight hours to sit there to answer maybe a phone call? Yeah. Jobber can also substantially reduce the amount of phone calls you get mm -hmm. and there is like voice over ip programs and things like that that make sitting at a desk to answer a phone not necessary right. so yeah that's that's what i help people try and grasp and understand is that you can do business however you want these days 
There is no like you need an office person at this point in the game. You need this at this point. It's how you want to do it today. If you Mm -hmm. can answer your phone and you let it go to voicemail over time, outsource it. Like (laughs) right. Because you're hurting yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to lose sales because of things that you don't like doing. So yeah. If you want to outsource that from day one, do it. Build it into your pricing and do it. Yeah. You know, and and that's such a good point is like think a a big barrier that people have, even in scaling and growing a company, is the fact that you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. And a lot of that one of the first like objections that people come up with in their mind is cost. Like Mm -hmm. I can't afford to hire somebody if I like, how am I going to pay for that? Um, And it it really, the, the solutions are simple. It's like you increase your price because you've increased your value. It's not, you know, I think some people even get into like, um, like I've talked to different buddies of mine or other home service business owners about these topics. And they're like, how can you charge somebody that much? It's like, well, I'm offering more value. I'm offering a better experience, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, I'm, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to offer that value for free. You know, I'm not going to offer this service for free. I have to charge accordingly. And so, and I think some, some people think like, well, people won't pay for that. Like, well, actually they will they get to decide what people can afford. Yeah, I think especially in home services, most of the customers are pretty well off. They're not, they have quite a bit more money than maybe the person working for them. So don't, and I think what's important to me is not important to you. And what's important to you is not important to me. So if somebody wants like a ridiculous water slide in their backyard, give them a ridiculous price for that. Yeah. (laughs) They probably don't care about the inside of their house. They love the outside of your house or vice versa. Like, yeah, I'll spend my last time making my house feel homey. Like that's my thing, but I don't really care about the yard that much or I care about the part I can see from my kitchen window, but that's it. So yeah, you know, try not to assume what your customer wants or can afford because you're probably wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just thought of like Amazon, for example, like when you go and you check out with Amazon, you have, you know, different shipping options and it's like, you know, standard is free, but you're not going to get that for, you know, what, five to seven business days. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have these options like, oh, you can sign up for Prime and you can get it same day um, or you can pay additional and get it in two to three business days, or you can pay X amount of dollars and have it tomorrow. And it like, could you imagine if Amazon was like, well, each one of these options build value, but we're going to do it at the same price. Like we're yeah. just going to no additional but we price saw it somewhere else it online. tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, we're going to get it to you today and we're going to go out of our way and it's going to build value for you. Like you, you want this, that's what you want. And so we're going to charge you for that mm-hmm. because it's building value. And so I think in the same way, like, like you're saying, we can't assume that people aren't going to pay for those increased um, value 
that we're yeah. putting into the service. So I think, um, you know, every time that I've added something into my business and I've raised my price, I've thought to myself, I've increased value here and my customers will pay for that experience, that, that value that I'm bringing to the table. So. Well, and I know that increasing price is scary, but you don't have to do everything all at once. You don't have to, this is my new price. Everyone's paying it. I'm sending this out to my customers tomorrow that their rates going up 10%. Start it on your new quotes. Yeah. Because I mean, unless you have no customers, then obviously do like every second quote or something. Or if there's a job that you really, really want, you know, it sells for this price, fine. Like do the thing. But Mm -hmm. if you really need to increase your price which most people do yeah like pretty much everyone I've worked with I've encouraged them to increase their price because yeah now they're paying me now they're paying for jobber now they're paying for this now they're paying for that and them using jobber is a huge value-added service yeah like jobber I don't if you're like a reports person maybe jobber is not for you but if you're an owner operator Jobber is a game changer because you don't have to talk to your customer 10 times a day. You don't have a notebook that you're carrying around anymore that could be left at a gas station. Like Mm -hmm. you just have your whole world in your phone or iPad or whatever. Like, and you can send them a text when they text you. Like I've worked for businesses. You cannot get a hold of their customers on the phone ever. Like, Mm -hmm. Obviously, their customers maybe have, you know, their phones silenced all day or they're at work and they can't answer. And we're just really busy people these days. So this phone game that we're playing with people, it's like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't no. I don't answer my phone ever. Yeah. I hate it. So yeah. I want I'm the same way. And I forget everything. So if I can see that text, oh, my appointment's at two o'clock on Wednesday. I can go back to that text a hundred times. I cannot look at a phone call. Yeah. I can't remember a phone call. I can't find where I put the note about that phone call. Like, yeah, it's so handy to have these communications through Jobber that you can just send to all your customers and not worry about it. And it goes yeah. out automatically and it yeah. provides accountability to you. Yeah. And I, I think, sometimes we like assume how people want to be communicated with. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we assume like everything's the way it used to be where like you have to make a phone call and it's like, actually um, studies have shown that people are more responsive to text messages. Right. So like, even put it on your work request, how do you like to be contacted? Yeah. You like phone calls, texts, emails, ask them. They'll tell you and most times it is not come to my house and call me that is not what people want anymore mm-hmm. I know sometimes it's easier to sell things when you go on site but and I've sold so many jobs without even like in painting right painting mm-hmm. like most people think like I have to go on site to bid a job and I've bid so much, especially COVID really accelerated that because we didn't have really any choice. So we learned the system and the process to do it and like to make sure that our numbers are accurate. Um, But yeah, with Jobber, we can do that. And I I, want to hit really quick. Like I, I have a higher um, open rate on my quotes 
through text messages than mm-hmm. the emails. It's the so like I have, I, I have so many people who I'll like I'll send them an email uh, with the quote attached. And they don't ever look at her. They tell me like, oh, I didn't see it. But like, if you send it as a text, like everybody sees their text messages, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I love the the ability to communicate through text with Jobber. My guys love um, having like the, um, the assigned phone number in Jobber to yeah. where like we can text our clients. Um, so like my, my lead painters, um, they like being able to send a message to the customer when they're on their way and say like, Hey, we're 10 minutes out from your home. But um, yeah, text messaging is like a huge way to communicate. I like you, I don't like taking phone calls. Um, One is because I like some people will like, it's like a waste of time. It's like you, we could have had this conversation off the phone. (laughs) Yeah. It's like this conversation could have been had in like two text messages versus a 20 minute phone call because it just it it opens up like going down rabbit trails and talking about stuff that you weren't even going to talk about so yeah text messages are great um for outsourcing too i just want to say quick because some of the customers that i have i'll send the customer a text message through jobber i wouldn't be able to do that unless i answered their phones through like a voice over ip program but mm-hmm. through Jobber, I can send an email through Jobber on the client profile. I can send a text to those customers. And like that one business that I work with that you literally, I have not been able to get a hold of a single customer yet by phone. Not one. They don't answer their phones, period. Um, so I send them text, they answer. Like I don't have to worry about them checking their email or checking their voicemail. Like, mm-hmm. I think the only person that leaves me a voicemail is my mom. So I don't ever <laughs> look at my voicemails, but right. you know, like, it's just, we have to come to where people are now and right. it makes life a lot easier. Right. Um, let's talk about this, um, taking kind of a shift. What yeah. are some of, what's some of the most common ways that you see, uh, contractors, home service business owners misusing jobber so like we had mentioned uh before the show that um you know it sometimes it can be a user error not a software error or as you mentioned mm-hmm. a process error is that what you said a process error yeah. process well, problem? Just, um so with jobber the biggest thing is that people don't use the whole workflow so With Jobber, you should be using the request, or if you're not using the request, at least use it for on-site assessments. Then you convert that into a quote, convert that into a job, convert that into a visit, convert that into an invoice, and then it gets paid. And that thing just clears the whole um, dashboard. But if you throw these little barriers, in between like oh well, I don't use it for my scheduling or I don't use that request form I use drop form or I use my yeah. online form and I'm like well now you got to take your online form and put it into jobber which is a manual task or even if you have a zap let's say mm-hmm. but the work request form can really be a like a condensed version of your website it should say like hey it should take place of a phone call tell us about your space what are you looking to have done what's important to you 
And how do you want us to talk to you? When can we come yeah. see you? And now you don't have to call that person. But yeah. if somebody fills out the first name, last name, email, phone number form, now you have to put it in Jobber. You have to call them, which they probably won't answer. And you're playing phone tag with this person. I mean, you can put them in like some crazy marketing automation. It doesn't mean they're going to talk to you. Instead, you could just have that request form come in. You find them a time for their estimate and send it to them. Say, hey, I can come by this day. Does this work? Over text. And they're like, yeah, great. See you then. Yeah. Or if you don't have to go there, you could have on your form. Do you want me to come there? Most times mm -hmm. they're going to say no, especially in a big city because they have to commute to work. They don't want to come home and meet you in the middle of the day during the week. So yeah. if you can do it virtually, that customer is yours. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that I see is uh, products and services. Make some set products and services and stick to them. A lot of people complain about the Jobber sync. And really, if you operate Jobber like you would your accounting software, you will have no problem. Yeah, It's just when there isn't really strong accounting processes in place, or maybe mm -hmm. you don't understand how it pushes over to Jobber, that's when things become an issue. Yeah. Or, you know, if you sync one time and then you shut it off and then you turn it back on and then you shut it like that, it doesn't, right. it doesn't work well. It breaks things. It's, it's mind blowing to me that people don't use Jobber like across the board. <laughs> Oh, I, I've like, worked with several like, companies that won't use it. Why? They will not use the request form. They it doesn't don't make any use... sense. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that there are two different job types in Jobber. And they kind of mean different things, but it's more your end goal, what you want mm -hmm. that job to perform like in Jobber. Mm -hmm. So, and really, if you're a Jobber user and you're listening to this, play around. Jobber is like the most forgiving CRM on earth. Like everything can be fixed. Everything can be done, undone. Just play yeah. around, see how one step leads to the next and keep up on your dashboard. Like if your dashboard is a hot mess, you're <laughs> losing money. I promise. Right. You have yeah. jobs that should have been closed and invoiced. You have invoices that should have been collected on. You have customers that are angry because they can't figure out their account and you don't know where their account's at. So just, it's really, really important, like awaiting um, or action required jobs. You want that to be as low as possible all the time. Just know what's in what, um What, uh, what industries do you think uh, have that issue more? Because I know like, for painting, it's pretty um, cut and dry. Like we schedule a large job that's going to take us like, let's say four days to do. We put it on, you know, it goes from a quote, it's approved. We put it on the schedule. Um, as soon as the job is done, my guys close that job and invoice it. The invoice is sent and it's paid. Like, boom. I think the problem is, is that it's, it's usually like a business structure that's causing the issues. So okay. If there's a lack of trust in letting, like if the, let's say the quote wasn't created the way it was meant to. So somebody doesn't have the grow plan. They put a whole bunch of extra stuff in their quote. It's like, oh, well, just tell us what you want. First of all, when the customer sees that, they're like, oh my God, this costs 
a hundred thousand dollars. I don't want it. They, mm -hmm. They're not looking at your quote like you are. Then, you know, if the that gets pushed over into the job and the job's not set up properly, you also have issues. And if people don't really trust their text to see any information on the job, that becomes an issue. There's a lot of that in the trades where you just don't trust their employees. And it's actually really damaging to the business most times. Yeah. Um, or people haven't trained their employees on how to use Jobber. They just say use Jobber. And yeah, that's a good they point. don't understand that you can close a visit without closing a job, without, you know, you can add line items to a job without it being invoiced. You yeah. can make an invoice, but if you don't send it to the customer, it's just in drafts. So yeah. like there, there has to be like a watchdog with Jobber, like somebody mm -hmm. that is dedicated to checking up once a day, once a right. week, whatever, to make sure that everything is as it should be. And if you yeah. see like crazy high numbers, you have to fix it. I don't, you yeah. can wait till your slow season if you want, but you mm -hmm. have to fix it. Right. So those Man. are my biggest things that I see. It's just yeah. people scared to close jobs or delete visits. Like they mm -hmm. don't know the reaction to the action that they're taking. So then they just sure. leave it and that becomes their downfall with Jobber nine times yeah. out of 10. But yeah. I've worked with a lot of CRMs. Jobber is the easiest. It is the most mm -hmm. turnkey and it is the most customer focused. Yeah. So it's great for customers. They love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've absolutely loved being a customer of Jobber. Um, we only have a few minutes left. I'm going to try and wrap this up. I want to really drive home that, um, you know, with Jobber, um, for me, it hasn't just been about the software and like meeting my needs as a business there, but also just their support. Like the mm. community that Jobber has built is incredible to me. Like the their their employees are and their support team is incredibly helpful um you know the jobber entrepreneurship group is amazing um i was personally a recipient of uh one of their grants in 2021 um yeah. you know so jobber's doing a lot to um you know invest into the home services industry and give back and make a difference there and so i've really felt that personally um I mean, I've gotten like just little personal like cards from like I my my wife and yeah. I we had a mis a miscarriage. Um, uh, when was it last year? Or that like I think it was last November. Um, mm -hmm. we found out we had a miscarriage, and you know, like the jobber team had heard about it, and they sent me a card and like, Aww. hey, you know, we're so sorry about you know the rough year and you know all this and. Um, and I was like, wow, like, that's amazing. You know, that so is. I think, I think they really just care about the community of home mm -hmm. service business owners. And that not only reflects like in everything that they're doing to try and like make the software better, but just in how they care for their customers. And they, I think they really 
um, are dedicated to that. So that's another reason why I will be a Jobber customer for as long yeah. as I have my <laughs> home service business. I mean, they're well, just they're very they're incredible. receptive. Like I know people feel like they don't make changes or they're not listening, but they are. Oh, like, for sure. It's just they've grown substantially as well. They have to test these things. They can't just like roll it out. And yeah. what works for one, like they service such a big cross-section of industries. What works for painting does not work for HVAC. What works for yeah. plumbing does not work for, I don't know, like a chimney sweep or pest control. Yeah. So it has to be something that works across the board. And they are very, very, very like interested in end user experience. Like they had a, a survey for end users, like just field techs. They didn't want to talk to the business owners. And I love that right. because that is who uses Jobber. That is really who needs to understand it mm -hmm. and the jobber app is very easy to use they've really yeah. kept it simple um there are a few things that obviously it doesn't have that the desktop option has but i think it's incredibly easy for anyone to use like even if yeah. you had spanish-speaking employees now there's a spanish version but when there wasn't there was really only two buttons the you had to know what they did for the most part. Nice. So, and you could make your line items in Spanish too. If, if that right. was going to be something that was holding up people from using the app. So right. yeah, they're, they're conscious of who's using it and who their market is. And I love that. I want them to continue serving small business. Like mm -hmm. it is okay to outgrow Jobber, but it is so good for small, small business and owner operators. So yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been great for us. I mean, uh, we, um, you know, at my peak um, of like how many of like max number of employees I had on there, I think at one point I had like, you know, 14 to 15 employees on Jobber and it was, it worked amazing. And it, you know, so. Yeah, it, it can. And with integrations yeah. now, it's the sky's the limit, really, if you want to yeah. make it work. But, and I yeah. think. I think Jobber, um, you know, like you said, I've over the years, I've seen them grow and add features that I've wanted and um, evolve. And so that's another thing. Like, they're, I think they're very forward thinking. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I hope there does not come a day that I have to say, like, I've grown. And that's why I have to get rid of Jobber. <laughs> you know, because I, I just, I love... like, it's possible to keep growing with it. Right? Yeah. I mean, they've, move to like franchise models and things like that so yeah yeah it's I think it is something you could keep long term yeah that's awesome well hey uh Janina it, it has been such a pleasure uh speaking with you and it's obvious to me that you are like a jobber expert wizard um and super so fan. I call myself a super fan <laughs> a super fan yeah but so, yeah I definitely I I got it kind of mastered inside and out and I can help anybody. I mean, even people that can't afford the expense of working with me, I'm, my inbox is always open. Right. Like, got well, a quick question, shoot it my way. I'm fine with that. How can somebody connect with you if they're interested in your services or just having a conversation with you? What is the best way to connect with you? Uh, so I pretty much live on the Jobber Entrepreneurship page. So if anybody wants to reach out to me on Facebook, they can do that. Um, and it's just under my name, 
that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Um, and then I have a website, homeservicebusinessgrowth.com. And that is for my for my kind of consulting services or helping people learn Jobber through Jobber training. And then uh, last is the Home Service Pro VA. If you do want to look into domestic outsourcing in Canada or the US, um, I do, I just started a directory. It's still growing. We're getting people into the different kind of buckets of help that you might need. So you can definitely visit that page. Sign up is free. We just want to know that you're a real business looking for to work with a real business. Um, you can contact VAs right through that page. So if anyone's interested in that, they can visit that website or just reach out to me again. I'll kind of guide you through it. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. Thank you for that information. Um, to those of you who are listening to this episode, I hope that you've enjoyed it and that you've gotten a lot of value from everything that we've shared today. Um, I am passionate about helping you um, to build the business of your dreams and get off of the ladder. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe to it, turn on notifications, rate it, leave a review. Um, please share it so that we can help more people. And if you'd like to support me or support the show, check the links in the show notes. I would greatly appreciate it. We'll see you next time on the next episode of the Off the Ladder podcast. Thank <laughs> you.